following podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So, get involved. Grab a beer and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. <laughs> Danny did his classic thing there of talking over that. He's <laughs> fucking laughing for the fucking get yeah. Basically, wait, before- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's not. I've let's, done it once before, <laughs> Denny. You've you done can't. it twice. <laughs> no, like, so to break the fourth wall, whether or not a podcast has went out by now about my addiction, inconsequential because it would have happened the same night as this podcast. And <laughs> Shane, I just came back from the toilet there, and Shane, went, are we recording another podcast? You know, a fun one before we get into your shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking totally demeaning my addiction I mean you're not addicted anymore the addiction's gone you've moved on you've nailed it well done sadly <laughs> sadly, I don't find this a laughing matter to be honest and, and neither does the listener uh, right now they are judging you hard my friend uh, you've got me off my tits and now we're going oh Shane be serious and I'm like I've got the case of the Mate, giggles we've had about three beers I've not even finished my third yeah <laughs> tonight Shane was sitting there in the room before we got the podcast going guys I'm really sad <laughs> And we thought, finally, finally we're going to get an insight into this guy when he's he's got another mood. Because Shane's only got one mood. Happy, annoying, fuck. And now, now we know the only reason that he was sad was because he might not have to do a fun podcast. Oh, do you have emotions, James? Do you have bad put them, in your, put them deep down, mate. Hide those emotions from everyone. And then when you're old, they'll come back and bite you on the ass. But ah. until then, we'll have a fun podcast, shall fuck we? You, right? Fuck you, right? So what do you want to yeah, talk about okay. in this fun podcast? Make it, make it fun. This better be the funnest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I, um, this better I, be more fun than five ecstasies and a fucking all night rave. Go. I, I saw someone get hit by a car today. <laughs> it's not fun, but you're looking at me. Ex- the, I'm sorry for laughing. This, I've got the giggles on real this, bad. On the same day that a policeman was put in a coma by getting hit by a car in the East End of Glasgow, you're laughing at someone getting hit by a car. Does that happen? Yes. Well, that didn't happen. If I saw that, I'd be fucking chuffed about it. But no, I was whoa, just whoa, I was just walking whoa. down. Mate, I was Reg is your friend. That was yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's a human being as well. I know, but you're just trying to bring me down. I'm trying to tell you a fucking story. No, I'm, I'm trying to make you look like a cunt. Well, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I, we, laughing we and maniacally at your addiction probably made myself look like a cunt. Tell us the fun thing about the man getting hit by the car. Well, that was a make lady, it actually. Fun, make it fun. <laughs> Way, jazz hands. So basically, there was a, a car, you know, pulled over to the side of the road. Was and that a clown car? No, it was an old car. That's not fun. Well, it was a van, though. Yeah. Vans are fun. And then a lady went to cross the road, but then started texting behind this van. And the van just kind of just started reversing back. Fucking. She went back about probably two metres flying onto the road, was bleeding and shit, got up and I went to the guy, because I was standing right next to the car and I went, mate, you fucking just hit that lady. And he's like, oh my God. And she ran over screaming, going, you fucking hit me. And like, she was in the right. And he's like, yeah, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. But to be fair, why are you playing on a road? Like, Why are you just waiting behind a car, a van on the road? She was having fun. Just having fun, sending a text, sending a tweet. And it was weird because he, he went to me like he looked to me to back him up. And I'm going, hey, you just hit her with your car. But at the same time, she was kind of just standing behind your van texting on a road. Like it, do that. Like she stood off the footpath to wait behind a car that was turned on and had its lights on. I don't know. Like he's not. I was conflicted because he looked at me like, mate, you saw what she did. What a dick. And he, she looked at me like, mate, you saw him fucking hit me. What a dick. And I was going... 
<sighs> okay. Are you confusing us with a jury at a court right now? Well, I was and the this jury. Is your witness and, statement. And, there was, and I was like, I don't know what to do. She walked off screaming and swearing, and he went, mate, you've got to understand. I said, mate, you didn't hit me. Who is in the right there? I wish we had a button that could just like, I wish. Know, film, ah. film click. Where you can just fast no, forward stuff. No. I know it's a shit film, but it's a good film as well. Where you can just fast forward like, stuff. Click is not a good film <laughs> at all. Like, I've never referencing seen Click. Click is not a good film. It's like, like Jim. No, not Jim Carrey. What's this fucking um, Adam Sandler like, at his worst? An Adam Sandler <laughs> film is actually less fun than what Shane has just told us. <laughs> With these fun podcasts, it's the same. Did you know you could just flick through fucking the premise of this is you can just fast forward stuff. I want to fast forward to the next subject because is, is, is it your that, addiction? Because keep that, the that, fast forward on, keep the fast forward on. That shit. Ah, well, it was just a real piece of life. You're like, oh man, I want to talk about this real thing, but like genuinely, I saw someone get hit by a car. Uh, yeah, I don't know where the comedy podcast comes into you saying somebody got hit by a car. Well, you guys like say something fun. I'm like, now you've gone. You've given me a list of unfun things to say and go pick one. And I'm I went, not giving you. You put that down on the fucking list. Yeah, mate. you texted it. You added it. <laughs> I to said the list earlier. I witnessed a crime. You said I witnessed the most fun crime in the world. Yeah, I was like, oh, guys, you know what's fun? Witnessing crimes, and I've got a doozy. No, I didn't. I've seen people get. I've seen a guy get knocked down once, and it's it's not fun. It's not a, a pleasant thing to hear as well. See the fud of a body on a car. It's really fucking oh, it's shuddering, man. And especially when it's not hard enough that they're genuinely fucked like they got up and kind of had an argument and you kind of go that's gangster though and it's see someone that can get up from getting hit by a car and then going after some cunt that's 50 cent <laughs> but she just kind of just made angry lady noises and it was it was a shit argument but like they both looked at me like random stranger tell us who's right and i'm like fuck i don't know did you know did you give like a statement to the police did you just no one it? called the cops he just went to me mate she was in my blind she spot. was bleeding yeah, she walked off though. She wasn't like dying bleeding. She was like grazed. Yeah, no, just bleeding. a minor thing. Just yeah, a minor. Was, was a just a fun injury. <laughs> nah, yeah. You would probably want to offer her a lift at least to the hospital. Yeah, right? I was fucking, uh, yeah. I was on foot walking to work. Like, no, hey, the guy that her. knocked her down. Yeah, no, that's a, actually a very valid point. I mean, you're only about a ten minute walk away from the hospital, so you oh, could have carried her on, uh, on foot. I've got a sore knee, guys. I've had an injury. <laughs> I've had an, I've had a, an accident. No, but. Tell us more about your accident. Was it harrowing? Ah, oh, mate, it was, was it uh, fun. It was. <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> you guys bring some fun to the table because you're not. You're going to bring an addiction, and Danny's going to be depressed like always. You guys be fun. Go. Ah, uh, well, I'll tell a fucking fun story. I went on a fun train journey last week and had a fun day out. Did you juggle? Nope. That I just shit. sat. It's. it's it was a very nice day and Hate I went the story. on a five hour return train journey and I've never felt more Scottish in my life. Like I felt patriotic as fuck. Like I could have invaded England at any point that day. Wallace is sacked York. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're a very patriotic man. You fucking, you love New Zealand. You're like really proud of New Zealand. And I, we've talked, I think probably on this podcast before about our levels of like patriotism. Post, I think it maybe got cut. We didn't really like it, but that train journey, it was a beautiful day, and I went from Glasgow up to Malague, which is just off of Sky, and it's five hours going past Loch Lomond, going through the Cairngorms. Like scenery porn kind of thing, eh? Utterly, utterly stunning. Did they slow the train down to they see it? They slow the train down when you go over Glenfinnan Viaduct, so that's like the Harry Potter. For folk that the Harry Potter the Harry, bridge, yeah. So the steam train goes over, this is that bridge. And they slow it down so you can take pictures, and it was just, it was incredible, and you got... Two and a half hours in this little town and it was like 25 degrees, which is 
very fucking rare in Scotland, never mind the north of Scotland, is like a one in a hundred thing. Got a couple of pints, got the train home, took loads of awesome pictures, and I felt so fucking Scottish. And that was like just a flying solo on a whim. I was bored. I was done making kids songs. I had a free day. It was sunny. And I jumped in that train and flying solo and doing things on your own and feeling really Scottish is a fucking cool thing. Did Let's you, go and invade England. Did you enjoy being patriotic? Because I would say out of us three, I'm the most patriotic about New Zealand, but even more patriotic about Scotland than you yeah, guys you are. Embrace, you guys fucking just hate things. You embrace the whole... I don't like the... I, I love being Scottish. I love most of our sense of humour. I hate... There's a, <laughs> there's a cheapness, but I'm, I appreciate it. I'm a fucking snob when it comes to a lot of things when it comes to like music and all that stuff but um nah it's we live in a fucking cool country like it's a beautiful beautiful country and i felt like i felt it that day but at the same time if you then made me listen to like jerry cinnamon or bagpipe music that would have all been undone in a second what about what about the red hot chili pipers because they're cool nah see bagpipe music is awful yeah but they make they make like cool songs out of it not like just loud noise do from back but, in the day. Do they, but... It's... Yes. Yeah. Well, they do They're pretty well. famous. Like, it's, they are, like, world famous for being... It's a subjective a, thing. For me, I, I don't enjoy that kind of stuff, but it's cool that you do it, and I think it's, they do, like, they probably make more business touring the world than they do Scotland. Would you rather be Glasgow independent as its own thing, or Scotland independent as Scotland, yeah. I think there's a lot of good things about being Scottish, like you said, the scenery... Um, you know, Lot Lomond is beautiful on a sunny day, going up to Lot Ness, Glencoe and all that beautiful music. You know, the end of a wedding when you hear Lot Lomond, Bonnie Banks or See, I hate yeah. that. I, I fucking I, love that. Made I my love it. Cry I've been it. in that fucking circle is amazing. Um, all the amazing bands that come from Scotland, all the amazing fucking patter. I think that we are some of the wittiest people in the world, big, great comedians and all that. I just hate the idea of people being overtly Scottish. Like the Tartan Army, I hate the yeah. concept of the fucking Tartan Army. People we are in- not the best fans in the world, for one. Like when you go to a Scotland game and that's like this so-called best fans in the world and you listen to some of the shite that they sing, you're like, for me, it's severely lacking in creativity. We've got O Flower of Scotland, which is the national anthem. You've got We'll Be Coming Down the Road, which is three lines of a song. You've got Do A D, Do A Do, whatever it is. I was at a Scotland game once where the Polish fans were out singing us and it was embarrassing. It was hugely embarrassing, but there's this perception that we are the best fans in the world and it really fucking annoys me. But isn't the best supporters in the world, isn't it just because you're really polite though? Well, like, not is that polite not the though, thing, man. You're not polite. I think well, in the grand scheme of things, like, you don't compared, stab to, as much. compared to like, England, but, mate, we were in Amsterdam last March and you remember we no, live England are the top end of cunts though the but, fans anyway well there's, there's other countries in Europe that aren't particularly pleasant with their roguish behaviour and uh, I think generally Scotland and probably Kiwis and Canadians and the Scandinavian countries are generally very civil and we're I welcoming hate the Tartan Army, we're, we're welcoming to tourists but I get your gripe I think the only thing that kind of bugs me about Scottishness is people who overly embrace the Scottish things, like, because it's Scottish, you must love it. So it's, like, just this common trend with comedy, for example, where it's, like, here, Star Wars is good, but <laughs> I imagine it was called Mick Star Wars, and Darth Vader drank Iron Brew. 
people find stuff like that hilarious and it's just like you've just taken a normal thing and made it scottish that is not yeah i fucking hate that man and i feel like i'm being really negative right now because shane pissed me off at the start of the episode there's a lot i like about scotland but i just can't grasp any of that right now so all i want to do is say punch him and show that scotland isn't a polite nation Sorry, we're a polite country. I just handed Shane. I've I've opened. I get a box of beers for my Christmas that I've forgotten all about. One of which was a blackberry milkshake beer. So yeah. I handed it to Shane to try, and he's just kept the bottle without. <laughs> I thought you it. said have this horrible no, beer, I and I was like, like oh, I'll have it. Because it was actually pleasantly not as awful as I expected it to be. Oh fuck, that's grim. Well, it, now you can speak about whatever you're going to speak about. I think I think Scotland has a unique identity, and I think you should be proud of that. I think. Glaswegians. So does everyone. Nah, they don't though. Yeah, that's like a, lot, a lot of countries don't. A lot of countries. Country has a like people, identity. people around the world know. Everyone knows about Scotland. Everyone around the world knows about Scotland. Tell me something about I don't know, fucking Namibia. I can't tell you anything about Namibia, but, but you could tell something about Australia. No, what can't you're you? saying there then is uni- Scotland has a more well-known identity, not a unique identity. Yeah, no, but it is a well-known, unique identity. It's famous. You guys have things you should be proud of, and like you should be proud of them. There are things that you guys are famous for that you should be proud of. There's like what? Kids songs. Kilts. Kaylee's. Fuck off. Whiskey. Kaylee's are horrible, right? Tartan. Kilts are horrible. Clans. Tartan's stupid. The time you tried to fight England but didn't really win, but it went hard. We won once in like 400 yeah. years of wars. We won yeah. like three or four. That should, yeah. You should be fucking proud mate, of that. Wallace sacked York. Mate, it's all been going <laughs> about still. <laughs> fucking, mate, Iron Brew's world famous. Like, these are things like, sure, don't drink it every day, but fucking be proud of it. Why why be upset about things? Well, Kaylee's, I didn't. You had one for your birthday, and I didn't go through social anxiety. Can't. Because <laughs> you would look like an absolute bad. Jaylee didn't go through anxiety of looking like an absolute fucking knob dancing about to shit music. I love it. I can't have no my headphones on. That's Scottish music. <laughs> You've lost all effect on Denny. It's the Braveheart song. Yeah. Do you, but do you remember when somebody done like a happy hardcore version of this? Yes. That's Would you we, be willing to do. trade every day from this day till then to look back and say, I don't actually but know. Even Braveheart <laughs> references are shit. Braveheart is a, it's a good film, but it's historically inaccurate. Ah, yeah, and, but it's um, a good yarn, isn't it? The only time somebody's ever referenced Braveheart to me and I enjoyed it and didn't want to like put a bottle through their face was when I was over in Barcelona and... I was sitting having a beer in the little village that I was living in and guys knew who I was because I was just like, that's the Scottish guy. And they couldn't speak English. I couldn't speak Catalan. So one of them was just like, ah, oh, Braveheart. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Braveheart. And then one of the guys went, freedom. And this was the year after the independence referendum. And the guy went, nah, nah, no freedom for Scotland. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, that was quite funny. They, yeah. they feel the pain, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you guys should be fucking proud of it because there's so many countries. And like you're saying... That's not unique, but there are so many places around the world that would kill f- for the reputation that Scotland's got. You know, you guys have things that you should, you could be proud of. You don't have to be, but there are things that are worth being proud of. What, like, if I was from America, like, think of every American you've met who's fucking so keen to just tell you about how one of their aunties or one of their grandparents or their great great grandparent was was from Paisley. It's like they're fucking presidents. Mum was Scottish. Yeah, yeah but he's a cunt and like yeah. the, everyone thinks of America as kind of cunts we love being Scottish we, I, I'm fucking I wouldn't choose any other nationality if I, you nah, told I me mean, right I, now I, I really oh, no, don't I'd absolutely, care I love I'm so, being Scottish I'm so indifferent to where I'm from no I think I like the I don't like the kind of cliched Scottishy things but 
that's just me but i love this country it's great i love the fact that we're in glasgow so it's like the most populated city and we could get in a car and within 20 minutes we're at a waterfall and beautiful scenery that's cool that's a very fucking unique thing edinburgh how many countries or cities in the world do you get the escalator out of the train station and go there's a big fucking castle that's amazing do you know what i've, I've got a problem with that castle it's just a house in it i mean <laughs> there's no turrets Oh, you, the interpretation of that castle <laughs> is that it should have some Shane, turrets. tell me about that person getting run over again. <laughs> it's just a big house on it, on a big hill. It's a, uh, it's a pretty grand house, it's a though. Fucking yeah. cool house. Like, if that was your wrong. house, you'd be like, oi, guys, like, I own yeah, a, a castle. Lot. You wouldn't say it's a house if it was yours. You'd be a like, lot of shit's gone down in that house over but the years as well. But you grow up and you believe castles to have turrets and that, and fucking drawbridges. That's Stirling Castle's a boring castle. Stirling Castle's just a house as well. But that has a really boring history to it, whereas shit went down in Edinburgh Castle. I mean, right, guys, we only have one castle, so stop fucking gloating. You're like, <laughs> oh, this castle's shit. This other castle's shit. We've got one fucking oh castle. God. We Dune, have amazing. Dune castle's quite cool because that yeah. was used for Winterfell. That was used for Monty Python and the Holy Grail as well. Yeah, but and, like, uh, Game of Thrones. But our history's cool as fuck with like castles and stuff because it's like betrayal and fucking incest and murder and yeah. it's like <laughs> this it's, podcast yeah, yeah. it's like ancient Roman history it's fucking brutal Scottish history's just the same I get taken to Holyrood Holyrood Palace and uh just a house very, just a big house well in a way it kind of is because the Queen still kind of resides there every now and then so I very reluctantly went to that and was like oh, I don't want to go ah fucking nah fuck royalty blah 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 and then he went to this room and they're like Oh, by the way, remember that really important moment in Queen Mary Queen of Scots' life where, like, our friend got absolute stabbed fuck out of 400 times? That happened where you're standing. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Click. Stabbed <laughs> fuck out picture. of is the official technical term that the, the, the tour guides will give you. So she got stabbed fuck out of. No, right her here. friend got stabbed fuck ah, out of sorry. 400 times because her brother was trying to work it out because he wanted to be king and the history is fucking incredible we have a very very cool history james if you're not like overly fucking fast about being scottish if you could pick anywhere in the world to be from and get their identity would you pick anywhere else no <laughs> so he was like i don't like scotland what about flying solo then so that day was on a whim and i was like fuck it i'm getting a train and this is what i'm doing today and i like doing we've talked about the fact that i'm Travelling on my own, I'd much prefer doing that to travelling with friends. I've been to the cinema on my own. I think it's better, albeit I wouldn't go on like a Friday or a Saturday night, but you go to the cinema on your own, people aren't going to annoy you and ask you questions. I went to a gig on my own when I was like struggling with uni work and I had no motivation. I just fucked off and went to a gig and had a brilliant time on my own. And there seems to be kind of like a, a social fear around about doing stuff like that on your lonesome, so people would be almost embarrassed. And I'm here to say... Do shit. Don't don't not always like have friends. That's nice. It's nice to have friends and relationships and stuff. But if there's ever something going on and no one's interested and no one wants to do it, don't let that stop you from doing it yourself. Oh, if it was a choice between doing something on my own or doing something with Shane, I'm definitely doing it on my own. Fuck off, you are. You fucking love it. You're like, look at my Kiwi mate. Oh, he'll start a conversation. I'm with you. I genuinely do. I think like. I've never been more scared or anxious or worried, but also excited by the fact that being by yourself and you've got no one to chat to, you need to you need to make your own, it's hunter gatherer, eh? you need to hunt and gather your own friends and then be like, have we now friends? Is that whole awkward, can we be friends? Can we drink together? Cool, all right, we're now mates, oh yay. Like when you've got a, when you go overseas of friends, you can either be a bit laddie or it might be, you kind of stick to what you know with your mate and you're in a safe place, but like you don't really 
shit yourself. Like if you're with a mate, you never freak out. You never go, fuck, what if I don't, what if no one likes me? You never get that. You never get the fear of having to go and chat to someone and neck a beer just to get the confidence to go, hello, I'm on the other side of the world. You might not speak English, but I hope you do because, well, I've got something for you. You ever go into the cinema yourself? Uh, all the time. Have you been at a gig on your own? Nah. I, th- th- I liked it. It was fucking... Because you still... I don't know. I'm not a dancer anyway, but you can stand where you want. You don't need to, like... No rules, Have man. someone in your ear saying, oh, I don't know this song, or I'm going to go, do you want a drink? Or oh, it's your turn to go to the bar. You can just kind of do it as in what you will and just enjoy it. Actually, I went to uh, the first Transmit Festival in Glasgow. I went to on the Sunday by myself. So... James, you were there on the Saturday. I was absolutely ripped, like way too drunk, just like as everyone else was. But then the next day I was hungover as fuck, had the fear, but I had a ticket for the day. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a sack of shit and not go. This is, you know, people would kill for this ticket or at least pay a lot of money for this ticket. I'm going to go. But it took me from 10 o'clock in the morning when I woke up till about two to actually work up the balls to go, yeah, I'm getting there now. And I got there and the heavens fucking opened. And it was, I think it was Twin Atlantic. They were fucking amazing. Everyone loved them, but it was just, you couldn't even really see two metres in front of you. You could hear them, they sounded awesome, but it was like the worst time to be hungover because I'd been sick that morning. You go outside and it's just rain that hurts. I had this wee fucking poncho thing on and it was just, yeah, I went to one by myself, but I was... I was riddled with the fear, so I wouldn't say that was a good time. I was just happy that I got out of the house. I would have allowed you to have gone home in those circumstances. The moment you said Twin Atlantic, I'd have been like up the road, Shane. You oh, know, Twin Atlantic are good, man. Nah. I, I, I went to see them at St. Luke's a few years ago, and they were fucking amazing. It encourages flying solo stories, James? None, I don't think. No? Well, no, no, you'd rather go solo than hang out with me, though. Well, that's a given, mate. You know, nah. I'd rather be fucking... Uh, you know, a holder of national identity for any other country <laughs> in the world than hang about with you. So you'd you'd like I'm gonna be happy to be Nazi Germany. But would, we came here, yeah. <laughs> rather like, would you do it? Would you pack up a bag and if you were, I don't know, single and free and ready, would you happily pack up a bag and go on a holiday on your own? Absolutely, mate. Something I feel that would give me a lot of growth to do and I've got a lot of desire to go alone and uh experience the world the moment because there's a lot to be said about getting comfortable in your own skin before you add a lot of a lot of things around I, uh, you and people i've and spoke about traveling before on my own but i've never said that the first time so the first time i'd done it was obviously after the whole uh, when i had depression in leicester and i flew to zagreb and i didn't leave my bed in the hostel i because i was just like i don't know what to do i don't know how to speak to people i don't know how to communicate with people I just calculated my finances. I had no money. Like I had like a hundred pound to last me for what whenever. I just there was no thought into it whatsoever. And I didn't really like Zagreb. It wasn't a very nice city. So the next day I was gonna to go to split. And when I was checking out the hostel with this Australia, I remember her name, her name was Kate. She was an Australian girl. And she's like, Oh, are you going to split next? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to split. And she's like, Oh, cool. I'm going to split as well. And I was like, Yep. Have fun then. See you later. <laughs> she was just like, she had her bag and she's like, well, that's me going to split now. And I was like, okay. And you didn't bye. even become her friend. And it was only like about 15 seconds later. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. Sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And I was going to get the train down, but she'd already got a bus ticket. So I got the bus down with her and we spoke about music. Like That was the first time I'd ever heard Tame Impala because she like let me listen to them on whatever it was. She had an iPod and I made a friend. And I ended up staying in the same hostel as her. I'd booked a hostel and I went to the one she was in and booked rooms instead. And that was a very important moment where I was kind of like, 
fuck like this is how it works you're supposed to actually engage with other human beings for this to work i like how like when she was like quite clearly hinting that you're like be my mate i'm going to this place you're going to my the same place genuinely we could be friends and you're like cool have fun there i'm going there also but i'll sit two seats behind you it wasn't even as if i was like trying to as if i disliked her i just did not register with me whatsoever (laughs) i was like that's nice like we're that's good good for you see i'm the person Uh... that i'm the person that would be like so we now mates yeah. We should definitely yeah, yeah. be hanging out together. If we're going to the same place, like, let's hang out. Let's and they'd be like, oh, and I'd be like, yeah, now we're mates now. You have no choice. And it'd be nice for them because they have made a non consensual friend. We were, um, me and my mate David were traveling through Europe when we were younger and we were in Frankfurt and we were getting really, really drunk. And I don't remember if we were in a hostel or out at a bar, but we met this American chick who was in a hostel, well, staying at the same hostel as us. And we. She was like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going next. And we're like, just come with us. We've got to fucking Luxembourg, man. Come with us. And we're steaming. We're about maybe 12 pints in. All sorts of shots. And, we're like, and then we get back to the hostel. We're like, just come, man. Just come into our room and we'll, we'll leave in really early morning. And she did. She left her room, came into our room, slept in a separate bed, and then came to Luxembourg. And as we were on the fucking bus the next day, both of us were looking at each other going, how the fuck did we get rid of this random <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This random American chick travelled with us all the way through Luxembourg, all the way to Paris. The only way we got rid of her was because we um, our hostel was booked up, but there was four other guys with us staying in a different hostel, and she ended up with them. She then came to Glasgow at the end of her trip for my 23rd birthday, and they both of us are looking at each other. And it's more more on us than her, because she was, you know I mean, beautiful person, great crack, you know, brilliant banter and all that. But we were just so dismissive of having a friendship with someone. We were like, man, I can't be fucked with this girl. You know, it's kind of, you know, who's going to take care of her? Is it our responsibility? I can't be fucked with it. Rather than embracing what was probably a, a beautiful experience that we should have taken on board this is someone that wanted to come and meet us well that's kind of experience is the key word there because she probably even now thinks back to she'll probably be married and she'll have a baby and a dog but in her head every now and then she'll remember that trip and go oh yeah mind those two like really random because you it's the random encounters those two scottish (laughs) guys were absolutely you want to leave now you want to leave now we need to ditch this fucking couch there was this weird thing she did right and i pulled her and my mate pulled her as well a few weeks later when she came to scotland wait so did you both bang her no we didn't because she did this really weird thing (laughs) and there's no way to describe it it's got to be bad if you didn't have sex imagine your groin right so just next to where your balls are right so your groin just there she used to just rub that like rub what, it like your leg muscle i don't know like not your leg like in between your leg and just where your ball is your <laughs> groin she used to just rub it like press down with her hand as if it was something sexual as if someone had taught her that <laughs> and the first time she did it i was like what the fuck is happening but you don't you're not in a position to turn around and go that's not a thing yeah. yeah like i enjoyed the enthusiasm but that's not actually like, a thing so it didn't result in a bang because i was freaked out i was like well if that's foreplay what the fuck's coming next <laughs> she just fucking elbows your ear <laughs> like 14 yeah. times oh man and i just thought fuck me and one of the most succinct things i've ever read was in that hostel room in frankfurt and it was it was in the do you know the beams in a in the um bunk bed and it just said 95% of all Americans are fuckwits. Yeah. And that is the truth, man. See, when you're <laughs> travelling through 
and, and I'll count on balance this, but when you're travelling through Europe, 95% of Americans are cunts. They're just like, they love themselves, they love their own voice, they're the loudest in the room, they're laughing, they've got weird fucking trainers that just look stupid. Um, <laughs> but see, when you meet a fan... You're on one now, you're like, fuck these. They're, they're cunts, mate, they're cunts. Um, and I love, I, love, I, love the, I love American people, and I've got a lot of good American friends. When you meet a 5%er, they're worth their weight in gold. They're the salt of the earth, man. They'll do anything for you and you'd love spending time with them. So if you can meet a 5% are in America that aren't cunts, then you, you've won at travelling through Europe. I'm uh, going to just take that back a wee bit and possibly go off on a tangent here, but what you were saying about the leg rubbing and it being terrible foreplay, I've been dumped during foreplay before. So I wonder if that was because I was doing something like that. Oh, did you go between <laughs> the balls and the leg and go, I'm just going to rub this pretty rubbing hard? the leg. No, I've genuinely been like... Well, you're never more exposed than when you are trying to have sex with someone because you don't know if you're doing stuff right. See, that, like, that's proper well, chat. We're going to find out about this. That was kind of like, I had hand, there was hands in places and she, she just went, no, nah, I don't think we should do this anymore. <laughs> And you're kind of like, oh, fuck. Should we like, finish though? What, what? I don't know. Like, and you don't want to say it because you're kind of like, oh, shit, what have I done? Like, where have I put something? Like, what's going on? And I was, uh, that was weird. That was very, very yeah, that could be demotivating. damaging, man. Yeah. There's, there's something really like, vun- like, there's a real vulnerability about actually making the move. And I think as guys, there's a, a responsibility or like a perceived responsibility that we're the ones that have to make the move. You know what I mean? Like at bars, you're the one that hits on the girls, you buy the drinks and it might not be right, but that's the kind of idea that's gone back at least in our lifetime. And then if a girl hits on you, then you're really taken aback and you're like, whoa, what what the fuck do, you, do you like me or is this just conversation? Do you get me a drink? Or is this going anywhere? Yeah. And then you're just like, see you later. And even the whole like starting sex, it's mental. It's oh, like you're man. kissing, you're kissing it. Like, even before, no, before kissing, I think when you're kissing, you're like, well, we're both into each other. Yeah, but that moment where it's next to each other on the couch and you're just like tickling each other's arms. And, and you're stuff. like, is this a friend thing to do? Are we friendly rubbing each other's arms? Yeah. Like for, yeah. for all the guys come across as like brain dead, sex craved fucking gorillas. We do not have a some fucking of us. <laughs> some, some of us do have just like total fucking overthinking treadmills going on like when you guys are sitting like uneasy we are the exact same but some aren't but there's the rest of us are just kind of going oh shit i don't know what to do like, this is a thing like you've got to do it and it's like you turn into that whole like, italian accent like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> see you later night bye but like it, it's once the kissing and stuff once it starts it's all good it's on but it's that moment where you're like Am I overstepping the mark? Is, is this person just wanting to be friends? Like, like it took me like three or four dates to even get a kiss from my girlfriend. And then when we got a kiss, it was bloody on. But you know what I mean? It's that kind of moment where you're like, well, we're sober at the moment. I'm not going to kiss you after rock climbing because we're sober and that's weird. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, you need to basically be off your tits or pissed to have the confidence. They're blind. Like, yeah. We can definitely kiss now. You go in and it works and you're like, cool. The, the, that's where alcohol is a very good social lubricant, that first fucking kiss. I know, and I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's a it's a great gateway to maybe first sex or getting over the line for what each other wants. But to me, genuinely, this is what I believe. Sex is always better sober. And see, like see that the one night stands, how people go on about how they are oh, banged a different chick every night. I reckon sex is rubbish for the first 
not rubbish, but you know, the first one or two or three times, you're kind of overthinking it in your head. Should I do mm. my this move I've got, or is this what you know? Is do you think she'd like this? And then once you kind of figure each other out, that's when sex becomes awesome. Like I don't like one night stands because you've got that awkward, confused, overthinking at sex, and you you never really get any more than that. So like that's why I'm a serial relationshipist because I'm kind of like. Oh, I could probably give you a better sexual experience than that, and I think you deserve that. And then <laughs> you you keep going, but the, like drunk sex or one night stand sex is just kind of a bunch of confused people going, "Do you like this? Maybe the no. Do you? I don't know." Yeah, uh, and, and one night stand sex is empowering to a certain extent for yeah. both people because it does give you it's like a sexual buffet, isn't it? It's like learn this, learn that, did this, did a bit of that, got a bit of this, and not all one night stand sex is shit in comparison to sober sex when it means something. It's fucking great because you've got a sense of yourself. You're like, well, I did that. It wasn't this fucking crazed character that I've got when I'm drunk. Yeah. I did that. I achieved this. You know, I, I felt every moment. Yeah. Whereas when you're drunk, you're lucky the next day if you can go, did, did I even come? <laughs> did I vomit on anyone? Did hmm. she come? Was she there? Is she still here now? <laughs> like that whole, see, like, and this is going to sound real, like, fucking whatever, but... I honestly don't really like sex as much unless you're in love, which sounds so shit. But nah, that's, there is that, that's that, fucking cool, though. That's vulnerability. That That is that connection where you kind of go, like, you're looking at someone that you, you, you've you got a connection with, you know you fucking, you're definitely into them, they're into you, and you're going, yes, let's make each other have orgasms. Like, let's, like, and the thing, <laughs> the thing about orgasms is, like, it's the only thing that's free that's as fucking amazing as it is. Like, it doesn't cost anything to give an orgasm. And if you can, or you can give two, or if you can fucking give a few, what a good cunt. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, and they would do the same for you, and it's great. That's weird, though, isn't it? Because when you're in love with someone, it, and we're just talking about sex, but that's the same person at five minutes ago might have said to you, Shane, you'd always leave your fucking shoes at the door. <laughs> and then you turn around going, well, do you know what? I'm going to give you an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the character, like, this is probably the difference between one night stands and being in a relationship, unless you're a real sexual extrovert. Yeah. You can't be carnal in a relationship the same way you can in a one night stand. You can play a real sexual, aggressive character or, yeah. or whatever. But when you're in a uh, relationship, you kind of establish your roles already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're not going to be that guy who goes, listen, baby, I'm going to fuck you hard tonight. Because... <laughs> No, that, that's the girl you watch Netflix with. <laughs> yeah, and if you slap her over the shoulder with your penis, she'll afterwards be like, why'd you do that? That was yeah. weird. And you have to explain yourself and you're like, saw it in a porno, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, and then there's this side, there's the, if you try something new, they're like, have you been fucking someone else? <laughs> See, You'll have some new tricks somewhere, bastard. My, my big one when I was a lot younger was, I had this weird thing in my head that I'd only have sex with someone. Like, if it was going well and it was lucky enough to kind of think, you know, this might be sex... I would go, could I have sex with them against the wall? So, like, wall sex was my thing. Like, I had to be able to lift them up and have sex with them against the wall. And I did that for about, you, you know... You watched Jerry Maguire when you were younger, than you? No, no, I, I don't know where I got it, but I might have subconsciously got it from something like that. But I was like, this is awesome. What a great way to do it. Like, it's, it feels fun. You feel like you're the man while you're doing it. But one time I was, I was having sex with a lady I'd met, and I'd known her a wee bit. Like, we weren't, like... We we weren't, it was the first time we banged basically, but we knew each other. And um, so we're standing on my bed and I'm having sex with her against a wall. And then the bed slowly, but I didn't even notice, starts sliding away. <laughs> so the bed starts sliding away from the wall because the bed was against the wall. It slides off. 
I fall down between the bed and fucking the wall and like kind of weirdly pin her in a way that could probably fucking paralyze her. Like it was the most painful, embarrassing, like what the fuck just happened? You're a bit drunk. So you, you, your reactions are, but we were stuck there. Like, in between this, the, the bed and the wall, and I was like, you know what? I don't think wall sex is for me anymore. Nah, that sounds horrible. Maybe. It was, I thought I genuinely, we both laughed, but like, there's a moment where I was like, fuck, I think I've killed it. Fuck, have I killed myself? A broken heart during sex. <laughs> have you noticed that animals that go viral these days aren't that impressive anymore? Well, that was a. <laughs> Seamless segue, mate. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> what <are> you... <laughs> well, what? No, but okay. Well, like oh, I seen, a, I you've seen got a, a sneezing d- panda, which was the big one back yeah, in but the day. That was like back in the day. Here's so a hippo teaching seen, a baby hippo how to swim or something. You've seen animals do cool shit over the years, but we're at the stage where animals are like running out of things to do to impress me. <laughs> so until like I don't know, I watched one the other day, and I think it was like a rabbit playing fetch and it got fucking you're talking <laughs> millions tens of millions of likes and i was like seeing less that rabbits fucking solving middle east conflict i'm not interested in what rabbits are doing anymore <laughs> <laughs> rabbits have run out of cool shit to do so i sorry animals are just not impressing me that are going viral anymore up the, your game animals the thing is like cats and dogs gene how gene- many times can you watch a cat high five someday before it becomes boring. Nah, it's but boring now. It's funny watching cats be a cunt, and it's it's never it's never yes. unfunny. You know what I mean? Like it's are funny you watching James Instagram stories <laughs> yeah. as well. Just watching a cat jump My on a cat's not a cunt. Just <laughs> jumping on a, a, a nah, kid's face and like pulling it down into a swimming pool, and you're like, what a cunt of a cat. See, cats, cats and dogs will never not be amazing. Nah, and they, then you've got the dodo right that tells these amazing harrowing stories about. Dogs the dodo's and cats. extinct. Yeah, the dodo's dead. Dodo is dead, not, right? But the dodo social media site oh, right, that brings these uh, recovery stories of animals and you know people finding like cats and dogs in weird places and then adopting them and it's it's amazing. But then you nah, have. I watched a video today and I agree with you. I watched a video today of a mummy hippo teaching a baby hippo how to swim, and I'm going, "This is shite." But all I was thinking at that point was. How long can hippos breathe underwater? <laughs> and does the baby hippo know that it's got that long to breathe underwater? Yeah, because does it, does it, have to figure it, it might out? die. And if it can't swim and it's been taught how to swim, is it going to die? Or is the mum going to just like throw it up in the air or something? So, does it understand death? Yes. <laughs> does it comprehend what could yes. go wrong I, for it? <laughs> animals have outlived. No, not outlived their usefulness. That's mean. But well, um, <laughs> ra- so if a, a rabbit like Donald Trump of I've, the animal world yeah, I've seen mass extinctions with Danny I've seen everything a rabbit so a rabbit needs to resolve the Middle East crisis and then I'll be impressed I've seen a cat do everything fun that a cat can do so I want a cat to conquer space travel maybe and then I'll be impressed with cats a the dog's day, already done that no nah, the dog didn't build the fucking rocket ship but I want <laughs> a cat to build a rocket ship land on the moon and then high five an astronaut on the moon. <laughs> then I'll be impressed again by a cat high fiving someone. A dog. What do I want a dog to do? I want a dog to uh, bring a peaceful conclusion to Brexit. So until a dog resolves the Brexit that's gonna conflict, probably be quite quick. Like that's nothing. The deadline nothing soon. dogs can do can impress me until a dog, specifically a French bulldog, because there's an irony. There's a funny irony in a French bulldog resolving Brexit. <laughs> So animals do that, that shit. Ironic. I don't want to see. I don't want to see an animal on the internet again until they're doing those things. The yeah. last time I saw an, an animal that impressed me, I'll see if anyone follows Danny on Instagram. 
and you just keep tagging him in oh, animal yeah, videos. Oh, yeah, tag him in animal I'm shit. He loves so it. so many fucking animal oh, videos. Fucking... To be fair, I started sending him... <laughs> I sent him so many photos <laughs> of my cat one night. He sent me a picture of his balls. <laughs> now, That's the way to stop cat pictures. Now, I'm not proud of that. I'm <laughs> deeply not. In, I told you. But he kept sending me pictures of his cat, and he knows like... he knows me well enough that I would ignore it because the way he stop bullying is to ignore it, and they'll get bored. <laughs> but James knows me well enough that by ignoring it, he knows that I'm still annoyed, and I'm now ignoring <laughs> it. So he gets more relentless. And I thought, there's only, I need to stop this, and I'm not proud of myself. And I didn't send you a picture of my balls, I just sent you a very close-up picture of my scrotum. Right, <laughs> wait, right. Wait, 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 your scrotum that holds your balls? Aye, but like, there, wasn't, can't, there wasn't a ball in it, it was like one of the saggy lorry. There was a, <laughs> I stretched out a little bit, sexy, well, took it close up, and I, I'm not proud of it, I don't condone it, but... I have not received a cat picture since. No one's proud of sending the saggy part of their scrotum to anyone. Of course you're not like, man, I'm proud of what I did. Like, why the... I accidentally, um, I accidentally, about six months ago, sent a picture of my balls to like, about three or four people, like my family group chat. Accidentally. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we know that story, yeah, mate. Yeah, can... like, so, like, at the time, I just lost about kind of five or six kilos. I was in, in pretty good nick. I was pretty chuffed with myself. So I took a picture in front of the mirror and went like, because my brother's a personal trainer and my brothers are all kind of into their fitness. So I took a picture of myself going, look, lost before and after. And I didn't realise, but where you take the picture was covered by my thumb and my testicle was out at the bottom of the towel. Like it was just like a bit of like the side of my dick Size and a bit of my nut. Testicles, mate. I I keep, know, my my, my towel was past my knees. No, no, my towel, I like to split it in the front. I don't Do know you why. use a tea towel? <laughs> I actually sometimes get a towel and go, this is far too small, but I've committed to this towel. <laughs> like, you're not going to get another towel when you're wet, are you? I, the most, genuinely, most times I have a shower, like, I haven't remembered a where towel, you, and I've gone, oh, fuck, I'm going to walk around the house, like, naked, going, don't, I've got massive windows, don't look at me, please. <laughs> where, see, when you have, like, a big snug towel that's enough to go around your whole body, where would you wrap it? So you come out of the shower, you've got a big, lovely bath towel, nice just and warm. your pecs area, like, See, I, just above the belly button. I, I remember going on a trip once and I wrapped it from, like, the bottom of my shoulder. <laughs> like the sexy lady so part. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I came out and I was on this trip away and the guy that I shared the room with was like, why the fuck have you got, like, your towel above, like, tit level? Yeah. And I was like, that's... That's not a thing. Like, why are you making towel etiquette a thing? Nah, like, there is a towel etiquette. Thing, there's, there's no 100%. rules. There's no written towel <laughs> it's etiquette It's not like, rules. nah, man, there I've are got, rules. <laughs> I've got, like, this big I snug... <laughs> I've got this big, snug, beautiful towel. I want to be as warm and comfortable as possible. So why should there be... Why would I want to expose more of myself to be cold and drying off? <laughs> it's quite, it's, this became a massive thing. Like, towel etiquette became, like, the theme of that weekend. It was but also they, because you had one on your head wrapped around in that very specific I, way that I dries have, your hair. Right? If I knew how to do that, I would have done it. But it shouldn't be a thing. Like, I, I'll agree with you there. It shouldn't be a thing. It's just a natural, accepted thing that a guy should maybe go belly button. That's it. Just above a round belly button and that should be what But you, that's a waste of table. No, but you dry yourself first. Yeah, you dry yourself first. But I still want to be warm. To be fair, I take boxers. This is a day. cold country. I, I actually I used to I don't do it as much now but I I used to take the boxer shots into the toilet so I could just dry myself in the toilet and get the boxers on and then I'm out air drying afterwards no, I, don't, I, wouldn't do that. I just no. imagine you running really quickly around your house like, like, just like, no I've just moved into a new house to be fair and I'm still trying to find <laughs> the best drying place no well I lived in a flat beforehand that was uh, one above sea level 
What about yeah. street level? <laughs> what about she, you know? Right, you fucking sailor. <laughs> and you could walk around naked as much as you wanted, right? So it's a flat, it's fine. Yeah. Um, But I'm still trying to find out where or not I'm walking around too exposed to the neighbours. I would Because every, every window's open, like the, the blinds and all that, and I'm just fucking cock out. I'd have around. thought you'd be safer in the house than you would be being one up. I'm three up, and there's a lot of windows that look into my flat, so I can't walk around naked without blinds nah, down nah, curtains closed people in flats don't care man there's, there's more privacy <laughs> that's not a thing no, no <laughs> people in flats we live in a flat now we're, we're, people in flats are not voyeuristic that, that is the nah, law they, of flats they don't care they, in houses though people that live in houses are nosy man because the suburbs I fucking yeah, hate the suburbs I'll give you that I've lived in the suburbs I walked, yeah. I walked off the bus the other day and I walked past four cars that were the exact same oh. and driveways it was the exact same and fucking husbands kissing their wives and I was just like this isn't me mate, this I had isn't to, me I'm, I can't do this this isn't me I had and to I do this it. for three years staying with my mate and my it's sister horrible, and it man. was like a new build estate and it was mm. obviously it was my mate's house and we were just like lodgers in it through extreme circumstances and Every house was like husband, wife, two kids. Yeah, the and they all car. look the same. The this house thing, is the hey. same. The garden's the same. The cars are the same. And we were just like this weird. They must have, every single house must have had their own theory about what the fuck was going on in that <laughs> house. Are we a gay couple that just have like a lodger? Are they a couple and I'm the spare prick? It's like, what's going on? Because I moved, I don't know how open can I be about this? But mate had like a relationship breakdown, so I moved in. So I would have looked like she's moved out, and I've immediately moved in. You're, the other, like, you're yeah, the other side. He's had an affair, <laughs> and, I've, and then and then three months later, my sister turns up, and we would all in the morning when you're going out to go to work, because everyone after leaves, the big sex session, every, yeah, no, the OG in the driveway. Everyone in this estate leaves the house at eight o'clock in the morning because they're all going like to the office for night. So we're all walking out at eight o'clock and going morning. Oh shite weather, isn't it? The first Christmas when we moved in. A couple of neighbours sent us like Christmas cards and like from the such and such is at number, I don't know, 42. And we're like, what the fuck do we do? Like, <laughs> do we respond? How do, do we send, well, we don't have Christmas cards, we don't give anyone Christmas cards. So do we need to go and buy a Christmas card and then write from Daniel and David to, we're just mates. But, but <laughs> if you think we're gay, that's cool. We probably do look at it and we would kind of like to be if we could and we were up for it, but we're not. And you're like, well, that's like half a car taken up straight away. And then you have to be like, it's not because of him though. I think it's more me. I've got these deep shit things. And <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I've got like four cards. Like you've got, you're writing on the envelope and shit as well. we're full of drugs, we think about it, but we're just, <laughs> no, we're not really sure. And then New Year, there's a thing in Scotland, a stupid Scottish tradition that I didn't know was a thing called First Foot. Yeah, and uh, you so walk through each other's house way, or something. Yeah, yeah. This, I didn't know this was a thing until I was about twenty-seven years old, and our door went at midnight, and we didn't even realise it was midnight. We were watching Gran Torino starring Clint Eastwood, good film. Yeah, and it's kind of like our American door went at midnight, and there's two small children handing us one bottle of Budweiser. Budweiser's a shit beer, and why are you giving us one bottle of it? So I'm like, <laughs> Party. thank you, little boy. And so we looked across the road, and there's like the mum of that house waving, going, Happy New Year. And we're like, um, thanks. We, we, we've swapped houses. Thank is you. This, is this an orgy? And is this closed, a swingers party? Are we now going to bang your husband who's in the bedroom? <laughs> well, <laughs> we closed the door, and we looked at each other, and we we're like, one, bud shit, don't give us bud ever again. And then uh, we were like, what do we do? Like, do we you need to go over there and I'm like well I'm not going over you go over and we bickered about it for so long 
that by the time we'd come to an agreement, all the lights had gone off in that house and the dog went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're just awkwardly sitting in the dark and someone just, else has just left it on their doorstep. That's not the sort of chats you need to be having as an adult. Like, oh, do I need to go over to a stranger's house and do the exact same? Fuck that, man. It's like steak pie in your year. I never knew that was a thing. We yeah, have steak pie's nice, though, fucking man. thing. Aye, but what's the deal with having it at midnight? What's, Free steak pie? What's going to happen? No, <laughs> right, that's don't it. Ha- no, don't have it at midnight. Go to your mum or dad's the following but day. But why? Your... Is it supposed to be good luck? Cause I don't care. If, if that might be the reason for my <laughs> steak life. Steak pie is I'd... pretty yum, though. Yeah. It's, no, it's delicious. I'm, I'm not, not disputing I'm that. I'm not following any traditions. I want to go away this Christmas because I hate Christmas. Like I think traditions are bullshit. I mean, man. save the happy stories. For yeah, the Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say to you when before, James, in, obviously. you know how you were saying... Um, you don't know where you can walk around naked. No, like I'm saying, I'm trying to establish the windows. I know, I know. But what you need to do is just not give a fuck. Oh no, that's if what they're I'm looking doing. at your dick, have fun. You won't even know. Just shake yeah, it. have a wank. Well, honestly, mate, I, I honestly sometimes I'm not even joking. It was for them yeah. at my girlfriend's old house before we got on together. I used to do helicopter penis in front of the window because I was like, if you're looking, I'm giving you a shot. Why are you determined to get arrested for some sort of fucking <laughs> sexual offence? You know, I actually I actually searched this. You can't get arrested doing anything inside. I think you can't get arrested for a decent exposure in your own if house. If you were standing at your window <laughs> masturbating, which it kind of sounds no, like you were. I wasn't masturbating. And there's a small child in the garden outside and you're sitting fucking pulling away that's an arrest. We offense. had junkies do- shooting up near our rubbish bins. We're in the centre of town. We didn't have kids looking around. We just had other pervy guys going, oh, I can look into that flat. Ooh, don't, I would shoot up heroin where there's a guy masturbating because it's like you're getting a little show whilst you're right. getting high. I wasn't Stop. masturbating. Why are you wanking over junkies? I'm not masturbating. I'm spinning my penis around in a circular fashion and every guy listening has gone, ah, oh, we've tried it. At least. It's hard to do it. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Whilst, but I'm looking, not, whilst looking at a junkie taking heroin. Helicopter penis, James, staying with me here, is not the same as wanking. Nah, it's not, man. Nah, helicopter penis is just a fucking thing. It's not It's not normal to do it at a window either. That's, that's, that's all <laughs> yeah, I needed nah, to hear. Nah, nah. But, like, it's your window. Mate, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a prude. I'm just trying to figure out where or not there's kids. Because the last thing I want to do in the suburbs is be the naked guy at the window that the kids walk by. Kids everywhere um, in the suburbs. It's weird, isn't it? Stick away from Yeah, you guys are in the suburbs. You're going to be weird. Uh, there's it. kids everywhere and they're always out playing as well. And James like, is spinning his penis yeah, around. Hey, guys. Like, my Kiwi friend said do this. <laughs> it's like a helicopter. <laughs> Come back later. I'll put my balls in your mouth. That's just to the brothers of the dads. Horrible. <laughs> well, I think that we've learned more about Shane and we should probably, yeah. you know, leave it there. Um, yeah, don't helicopter the penis at little kids or junkies. Do what I want in my house and fuck it, I need a piece of your podcast. Hey, that's that's a good, <laughs> a lovely fun note to end this fun podcast on. <laughs> Woo! That was Drunk Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.